0: On the B list, going to be a, a star-studded evening tomorrow night. I, I, I'm assuming you're going to Fitzpatrick Stadium for the Oxford Hills uh, Portland rematch.
1: I wouldn't miss it. Absolutely, it's the only show in town for me tomorrow night because the TA Scarborough isn't until Saturday.
2: You see, I, I'm feeling a left out here. Everybody's going to be there.
1: Well, you're invited. I got a game. Ah, uh, I know, bummer.
2: Oak Oak Hill at Wells.
1: All right. Well, you know that that'll be interesting as yeah, that'll well. That'll be a good it one, Cinderella. I'll up, uphill battle, but you never know.
2: Cinderella, David and Goliath. We got yeah. all the nicknames going.
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely. Boy, oh, boy! I don't. I. I don't, I don't. think it has to be quite that. You know that that whole thing that 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 far. It's going to be an, an all star sideline tomorrow night, or an oh. all star press box tomorrow night at least. Whew. Michael yeah. Hoffer, Randy Whitehouse, me. Oh. You know, wow. I mean,
1: a, will there be room for all of us? I don't,
0: I, I don't know. I'm really concerned. Like,
2: yeah, I don't, a lot of hot air there. Yeah, you, don't wear, be, you don't have to wear a yeah, coat. There is going to be yeah. plenty. Of hot air.
0: Yeah, we don't have to bring the space heaters and, and blow up the press box. You know, yeah. that's. Although I don't think it would take much to do that down at Fitzpatrick Stadium. <laughs> I feel like it would not.
1: Just don't try to get Wi-Fi while you're
0: doing it. Don't, don't even bother. Oh. <laughs> don't even attempt it. Like it's on. It, it's awesome. People are like, "Oh, how do you get the? How do you get connected to the internet here?" I'm like, "Do you really want to know?" And they're like, yeah. oh, "No." I said, "Yeah." There's no. Do you think I, I stand out there with a yeah, tinfoil wrapped No, on his there's fingers? no Yeah. yeah. There, there's it's codes. Like 1970. Um, yeah. Biometrics, retina scans. It's insane. It's absolutely. It's absolutely nuts. Ridiculous. Um, this Scarborough ta rematch. Um, you you think Scarborough? Can, can pull it off here?
1: I really do, and I might be out on an island on this. I think they have a great shot. I really do. I look back to that first game. You know, it was 7-7 at halftime. It was nowhere near the game anyone expected. And then T.A. started, kind of took over in the second half, uh, made some bigger plays. Uh, you know, They really did a nice job limiting Jarrett Flaker's big playability, but Scarborough did have a long touchdown that was called back. You know, I think the difference in that first game, Chase Cleary, the Scarborough quarterback, who has played terrific down the stretch, uh, that first big game for him, he struggled a little bit. I think he's gonna be much more comfortable this time around. He's throwing the ball really well. He runs the ball well. He adds a nice uh, you know, extra element to that offense that they didn't have five, six weeks ago. And uh we all know what Flaker can do. Uh they have some other weapons. I really think that you're gonna see Scarborough put up some more points than they did. And, you know, they put up sixty one against on Eagle last week. They put up forty eight uh, two weeks before in the regular season finale against Monte Eagle you know, I know this wasn't a great Bonnie Eagle team this year, but it's still Bonnie Eagle. So I think they gotta go in with a lot of confidence. Uh, and the fact that they have nothing to lose then they're gonna have a big chip on their shoulder because they're the defending champs and everyone thinks they're gonna lose. So I really do give them more than a puncher's chance. Yeah, you know, TA I think is you know, they've they've got the advantage defensively and certainly they've got some terrific offensive weapons as well. But I don't think this is gonna be a three touchdown spread like the first game was and I think if Scarborough, you know, hangs around, they have a great chance to steal this one and you know, have an opportunity to defend their title. So uh, thats I think it's going to be a really fun matchup on Saturday. It's going to be dry, uh, so the weather won't be a factor. And I, I think, we are you know, these teams have played some pretty exciting games over the last few years. I expect another one kind of in that ilk.
0: time with Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster dot theforecaster.net here on the b Daily from Spectrum Healthcare Partners Studios across the NBR radio network. Freeport Falcons, by the way, have a chance at a, uh, at a Class yeah. E title on Saturday.
1: That's right. It's kind of flying under the radar, you know, and it is, you know, a developmental league thing. It's classy. that doesn't get a lot of attention, but, you know, Freeport, their intention this year, you know, lack lacked numbers, and they really wanted the program to be able to, you know, be in a position where it was in a competitive situation, you know, not uh, not playing the Leavitts of the world in teams like Freiburg and Cape. And it's really worked out well for them. They have only lost one game all season, and here they are hosting the championship against the Jericho team that they beat earlier this year, and... You know, it certainly isn't going to get the same acclaim as as some of the other class titles, but it would certainly be a nice feather in the cap for the program. It would really be the perfect cherry on a Sunday that has been incredible in in, uh, Freeport this fall. They've had successful seasons across the board. Uh, You know, really a phenomenal fall sports season at Freeport. Boys soccer got to the state game. Field hockey got to the regional final. All the teams made the playoffs. Uh, some terrific individual athletes this year. Really, a resurgence of the athletic program. I'll be writing about that for next week. That uh, uh, no coincidence came about when the uh, the new turf facility, the new Joan Benoit Samuelson Track and Field opened up, and there's just a ton of excitement about athletics in that town. Uh, that really started a couple years ago when baseball made that surprise run to the state game, and uh, it built with la- you know, built a little more last year with basketball having success. Tennis boys tennis team got to the state match last year. And uh, this fall really has just been uh, the culmination with, with an incredible run, and and uh, they're hoping that's going to carry over the rest of the school year. So uh, this, I think the, the football team would love to uh, to bring home a title and really uh, finish that off in style.
0: We're talking with Michael Hoffer from the Forecaster and theforecaster.net. dot net. You can follow him on Twitter at f o r e sports. It's weird you don't have to you don't have to drive up for for soccer or field hockey no. stuff this weekend either. No. You know.
1: Soccer was very doable from, from Portland, so uh, yeah, it'll be nice to, uh, you know, Hamden was fun last weekend, the weather certainly was not, it was, it was some interesting conditions, you know, 55 mile an hour winds are not conducive to hold the state soccer final in, but they had to get it in, and then teams did, some good games up there too, a couple overtime games, and uh, now, you know, now we're down to football, we're down to two more weeks of football, and it's hard to believe it's, uh, it's almost time to go inside and start talking about basketball and hockey and the other winter sports.
0: We're right around the corner from that, which is kind of scary. Yeah. I mean, NBA All Star weekends next weekend, and I'm counting oh. up kids already for that. And I'm like, oh, hey, wow, look at that! Yeah, that
1: <laughs> makes it real, right
0: there. That's when it's real. Yes, that's when that's when you can tell things are happening and and things are things are rolling through. So that's a uh, that's a good thing. So you weren't able to get into the Packers game the other day? What what happened here? I,
1: no, what happened was I was hopeful that uh, the tickets would become uh, a little less expensive and. And be available when it got closer to game time. But instead, the opposite happened. The, the prices just went up, and suddenly there weren't any left. So, so we, were, we were left to do the next best thing, which is watch it from CBS scene which overlooks the stadium. And it was still a lot of fun, saved probably six, seven hundred bucks as a result. And, and they won. So, you know, every, everything turned out just fine. It, you know, it would have been great to be in the stadium, but, you know, what, what can you say? I know you would have liked to have been there for the whole Red Fox duck boat thing.
2: Oh, yeah. I was, Oh, yeah, that was You fun. know, Wasn't I
0: it? was so excited to turn on every Boston sports-related thing this week and see those guys and their stupid little trophy contaminate every single thing that I was watching To not think about it you know what i mean like when i'm done with baseball season like okay we're done i'm done with baseball season you know let me let me watch the celtics let me watch the patriots let me watch the bruins let me watch them uninterrupted instead here comes alex core here comes joe kelly here comes sam kennedy and here comes the trophy oh my god enough you won you had duck boats there was a parade if those people didn't make it to the parade that is not my problem
2: hey michael i thought the Exhibition at the Bruins was a little weak, little weak, little weak. Uh, Henry, uh, what's his name? The it president, was Joe Kelly, and Joe Kelly, and his son, John That's Henry, it.
0: and and Sam Kennedy, Sam Kennedy. That was yeah. it.
2: That's it. That was that was not. Yeah, uh, they said, and now the boy with the with the tr- Boston Bruins. I, I mean, here come the Red Sox, and I'm thinking, uh-huh. oh, there's this big entourage. Like, what? What? What happened? No, they
1: they they must not like cold weather sports. I don't know. They. Uh... They were. Sent some of the guys are happy to go to Foxborough, but not necessarily to the other. So, yeah, I, I, you know, they're like the milk. This for a couple more,
0: months, Maddie, and then they'll be. on you know, some more festivities in April, but it'll be over soon. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. I he has been miserable I, for two weeks. I'm already excited. I like. I'm more Revol- miserable than I already am, which is a concern to me. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think anyone.
2: Michael, did you see what his daughter said about him? By the way, I said that, that he's not a people person. That's class. It's so. unbelievable. It wasn't it classic? With, with the ex- he's got him down. Thinks that hey, hey, with the
0: actual air quotes, like the Dr. Evil yep. air quotes. I mean, she did it perfectly. You, she's can't, like, mm,
2: give a, you mm. can't give a kid hell for telling the truth. No. Can you you can't. Well,
0: I wasn't going to give her hell anyway. That's completely 100% correct. And if that keeps people from talking to me, that's even better. Right? Like, I don't want to have to make conversation. It. I read
2: that. I broke out into a full-out belly laugh. Yeah, was like, that... oh, right
0: on. Yeah. She knows. She knows <laughs> me. She's, Love it. She's one of the few women that totally understands me 100%. She well, is. This is one. That's all you need is one. That's what I assumed. As I, I was telling <laughs> Wing earlier, like she's going to be the one when I'm like sixty-five, and I'm like, oh, do I have to go to this family function? She's going to be like, yes, you have to yeah. be there. Like she's yeah. going to be the one that drags me out of my quiet drags compound him. in the middle of nowhere. Daddy, you, know? you can't
2: be a hermit forever. Now yeah, come on, come on,
0: get moving. <laughs> so,
1: uh, so what's the feeling up there with as, as regards the Oxford Hills? Is there optimism going into this game? I think there's
0: cautious optimism, is? but yeah. I don't think anybody has full confidence. Uh, right. I mean, when you when you take a look at this, I mean, it's really going to be a matter of who's going to play better. Is Colton Carson going to play better, or is Zach Elowich going to play better? I, I think that's what it boils down to. We can talk about the teams, we can talk about everything all day, but with both of these teams, it's very interesting because both of these teams' offense primarily rides with one player. Right. And with, with Oxford Hills, it's a matter of okay, with Carson, he's going to have to be able to make throws depending on whatever the hell the weather is. You know, we had Mark Soren on earlier, and they were talking about. You know, they had a play uh, last week where the tight end was wide open, and Carson threw it, and the wind just took it, and and you know it ended up three yards behind Worcester, and he's like, "What what the hell happened?" He's like, oh, it got caught by the wind." Like there's not a lot you could do about that, and it's it does occasionally get a little breezy down at Fitzpatrick Stadium, a little little breezy. Sometimes rain goes a little sideways, you know. So I could see where that would be a thing. You know, to me, uh, both teams are going to have to establish a running game early and Oxford Hills is going to have to keep Elowich bottled up. I mean, the, the big difference in the last game was Portland was able to get two big sustained drives, get down the field, and get touchdowns, and Oxford Hills was able to do that, but they had a touchdown overturned by penalty, and that was the difference in the ball game. So avoid mistakes, avoid turnovers, and, and try to limit your opponent's damage as best you can. But my guess is that's going to be a very quick game tomorrow night. I think it is going... And I don't think it's going to be a running time situation. I think it is no. going to be ball control, long drives. I wouldn't be shocked if each team only had the ball, you know, a total. I, I wouldn't be shocked if there was only like five or six prese- uh, possessions per half uh, for those two teams total. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just would not be I would not, by sh- not be shocked by that at all. And they've already seen each other, and it's not right. like this wasn't a situation where it was the last game of the regular season, and each one was trying to hide, you know, everything. Both teams are trying to win, so right. they each know, you know, what the other one has.
1: Yeah, and you know, the first game Carson didn't play particularly well. No. And you know, I saw him earlier this season down at chevrolet I I thought he was very, very impressive. You know, he wasn't quite as sharp in that in the in the Portland game. You know, he did have a one long touchdown pass and you know, he had his moments, but I thought Portland did a nice job with him. Uh yeah, I, I think certainly the October defense is gonna be focusing on, on slowing down Elowich as much as much as possible. And if they do, you know, Portland just doesn't throw much. So, you know, I think, you know, it's just when we talk about this all the time in football, you know, whoever turns the ball over more, whoever has more penalties is going to lose. And Portland has had issues this year, you know, with discipline, and they've talked about it since day one. And it's gotten better, uh, but, you know, if they have a few untimely un- penalties that might be their demise, you know, an ill-time fumble or interception might be the difference in this game. And, you know, I think it's going to be very similar. 17-14 was the score last time. I think, you know, you know maybe low 20s is, is as high as we're going to get. And I expect this game is going to be tight throughout, and it you know, might come down to who has the ball last. So uh, I think it's really going to be a fun matchup, and I, I certainly think Oxford host has a chance. They're going to play really well. You know, coming to 50 is a little different than playing uh, at home. They have such a great home crowd up there in South Paris. This will be a little bit different. And, uh, you know, Portland, they, uh, they, they love defending that home field. They want to play there again the following week in the state game. So they'll be fired up, and they're, and they're so used to playing in big games this is five out of six years now in the regional final, looking for their third regional title in four years. So they're no stranger to this setting. Uh, you know, how will Oxford Hills uh, handle the pressure of being in a championship game for the first time, I think, in almost two decades? So you know, I think we'll get a feel early whether Oxford Hills can hang around. If they do, I think they're going to be right there for the duration.
0: I agree with that. You know, that Portland team is still pissed off that they didn't make it to the state final last year. I mean, you and I have, you know, in the, in the last couple of post games that you and I have done uh, with the Portland Bulldogs, the players, and with Coach Hartman, you can tell. They've talked about that. Like, yeah. they take it a week at a time, but they're like, we have unfinished business from last year. With well, this Oxford Hills team, I think they know that this is their best chance to get to a state title game, and, you know, it's probably going to be their best chance, you know, for a couple more years. You know, right. quarterbacks like Colton Carson don't come along every day now. No, no. They, they've know. got a real, they, they're Eighth grade. This eighth grade. This team. This current group of seniors. Coach Soren was telling us earlier. This current group of seniors has won a bunch of things. Whether it was uh, uh, baseball stuff, yeah, basketball yeah. stuff, etc. Uh, they won an eighth grade title. The current eighth grade team, which has Coach Soren's son as the quarterback, very similar to, to um, uh, Mike Hathaway and Wyatt Hathaway oh. as well. Um, they just won an eighth grade title yesterday, so the future for Oxford Hills football is bright. I think they are going to continue to be. However, this whole classification thing shakes out, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, I think they're going to be near the top or around everything uh, for the next few years. So, I think for them, you know, they've they've won at Portland before. They beat Portland at Fitzpatrick Stadium last year. It was a completely different team, but they've won there before. So, I don't think there's that mental aspect of it. And they've won a lot of games on the road this year, and some tough games on the road. And they, right. you know, they learned a lesson from that Sanford game. Plus, uh, you know, they lost their best player two days before in practice, which kind of throws right. off your game plan a little bit in that one. So, right. I, I, I think kicking game wise, too. The one thing I will say, Portland absolutely has a kicker advantage. It's not because Yannick lukska is not a good kicker; it's because yeah. Portland kicker is amazing. He He's hasn't just... missed. He hasn't missed one all year. It's
1: it's remarkable and. You know, you hope you hope I don't jinx him like Gary Anderson in nineteen ninety eight. Right. Kick all year until it matters, but but I mean, he's been deadly. He's a soccer player, never even saw football until this year. But I mean, he has just been spot on with every kick, and you know they don't really kick field goals, but he makes every single extra point. And at this level, that's often the difference between victory and defeat in a close game because you know you miss one, then you're chasing two point conversions, and the next thing you know, you have a weird score, and it doesn't quite work out your way. But you know, one thing you mentioned that you know Oxford Hills future looks bright. Portland, conversely, you know, their program going forward, there's a lot of question marks because, you know, there's not a ton of kids on this year's team, but a big number of this year's team is seniors. So, and there's not a lot of middle school kids coming up. So Portland, you know, looking ahead to next year, we don't know what they're going to look like. And uh, so it's really a now or never as far as winning that gold ball that it's come so close to here in recent years. You know, this is the year for them. So, you know, both teams, there's a lot of urgency, I think.
0: Talking with Michael Hoff from the Forecast theForecaster.net. Uh, before you go, uh, Susan Robbins uh, from Yarmouth uh, talked to to some of your friends over at the at the Press Herald this week about um, realignment and how football realignment might work. Uh, Greeley uh, it has some concerns about its program. Let's talk a, let's talk a little bit about that because the high school football land, uh, landscape is going to change a hell of a lot between now and next year at this time.
1: Yeah, and it seems like every couple of years we go through this, right? I mean, they're constantly tweaking, uh, you know, trying to be as competitive as possible and put schools in as, in as competitive a situation as you can. And, you know, if, if they do go to eight-man, which I, I think is a good idea, I think it's probably the best move for a lot of these smaller programs that struggle with numbers and even some medium-sized programs. Like, really, you know, I don't know that you necessarily want to cap it at 500 or 600, because I think there are some special circumstances where some of the bigger schools might benefit and the programs might be able to survive by playing eight-man football. So I certainly hope that's going to be a big part of it. And, you know, they're talking about even tweaking at some of the top, you know, the higher levels. And, you know, we may see some teams that, uh, that have played, uh, you know, Chevrolet South Portland that are used to being in the biggest class could maybe take a step back. You know, it, it's, it's, I think there's still a lot of things to be worked out. These are just kind of some of the ideas that are getting thrown around, but there's still a lot of room to, uh, to improve this. And to fine tune it, and you know, I'm glad I'm not on that committee. I think that it takes a lot of work, and you probably please nobody. You know, when all is said and done, uh, but there's some there's some hard decisions here coming up, and be curious to see what things look like next year and going forward. Because you're right, I think it's it's going to look very different in some cases.
2: I think there was talk that Portland might be in B next year, yeah, for instance, well, I mean, I or, know, or A, I mean, and then
1: a double A. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just because their numbers, and, and, and interestingly, during sure. you know, it's just the opposite of Portland that they they have a very young core. So they, I think they're okay here the next couple of years. And, you know, there's been talk over the years of Portland and Deering combining, and I just don't see that happening. You know, they talk about maybe Greeley and Yarmouth combining. I don't necessarily think that's going to fit either. So, uh, yeah, interesting, interesting time in high school football. And, you know, and, and numbers, can, you know, our concern, you know, the future of the sport, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of factors to take. in. we all love it. We want to see it survive and thrive. Uh, but there are some hard decisions to make here as we go.
0: I think uh, my my prediction, my official prediction, is that next year the Friday night game is an eight man championship somewhere. Whether right. it's
1: well, that would that would certainly be an interesting uh, way. Could to be maybe, we,
0: know, whether it's in Orono or right. whether it's wherever. I yeah. would I would firmly believe that because I honestly think you're going to have it. I think you're going to end up having enough programs. Yeah, I think so that want to go eight man or decide to go eight man depending on how things are down in their other systems that right. you're going to be able to get away with that so you're going to be able to actually have that and then you'll have your three your a b and c you'll have all of those on on saturday like you used to at fitzy yeah. and that might rotate around maybe it's <laughs> at orono maybe it's at lewiston maybe right. it's at waterhouse field maybe it's that's at Deering, sure. maybe it's yep. at you know wherever the hell right. they decide they want to put it yeah. thornton academy yeah. but uh-huh. i i think that's what you're going to end up seeing next year because we I, need
2: we need uh Quickly in the clinic, football clinics to, to get some eight man football stuff because yeah. a lot of guys have no idea what it looks like or how to do it.
1: Uh huh. No, right. It, it, it really is a novelty, but I, I really think when people see it, they're going to like it. I mean, no, it's it, going to be wide. They're
2: going to like it a hell of a lot
1: more than no football, right? Yeah. No, and it just it, and I think it really will. You know, you're to really showcase some athletes and see some different things that you don't normally see in eleven on eleven. So I'm mean, I'm looking forward to it. I hope I hope I have an opportunity to cover it next year with, with some of the schools <coughs> in our area.
2: I told uh, Maddie the other day, when I came after I retired, when I went back to coaching, I, I did the freshman JVs at Oak Hill before I was the head coach, and uh, we had a freshman team, and we had a couple sophomores that we played to fill out a roster, and Bill came to me, the AD, and said, look, we're supposed to play such as a team, and they, they've had the fool and blah, 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 but they have practiced just in case for eight-man football, you still want to play? And I said, yeah, i, I got to look up <laughs> what I do with eight-man football. But you know what? I guess it's had a blast.
1: Yeah. It was something no, new.
2: They they were excited. It was wide open. It was fun.
1: Yeah. No, I look forward to it. I, I, I think people are really going to like
2: it.
0: Yeah, I agree. Michael Hoffer from The Forecast. You can follow him on Twitter, F-O-R-E Sports. Uh, you got a Patriots prediction this week down in Tennessee? You
1: know what? I, I think – I hate to say upset special. I think that this could be a letdown game. You know, I just think the last time the Pat's played someone from the family, the Matt Patricia game in Week Three, and they're still not a good road team. They, to me, they've got to prove that they can look good on the road before I really feel comfortable Point. with the road game. They, they should win. Well, I mean, let me put it this way: but it wouldn't surprise me if it's too close for comfort, or even if they lose. So, I, you know, I'll say they're going to pull out a close one. It would be nice if it's not so close. If they can get into the bye at eight and two, they're going to be in great shape but I don't
0: think it's going to be easy. Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster. You can find him online at theforecaster.net. Follow him on Twitter, F-O-R-E Sports. Michael, thank you very much. We'll talk to you next week. See you tomorrow night. <coughs>
1: All right. Sounds good, guys. Thanks.
0: Thank you. That's Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster here on the b Daily Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network.